Welcome to Lash Cast. We love lashes and have a passion to see our industry grow and thrive. In our podcast, we will discuss ideas, explore trends, share secrets, debunk myths, and encourage one another. I'm your host, Paul Lubers, and I'm the general manager at Integrity Lash in Pasadena, California. Well, welcome everyone back. I'm excited to be here again with all of you today. With me to my right is Tusney Lubers. Across the way from me is Erica, I almost said Ramsey, but Ross <laughs> and Christina Segura. Woo-woo. Yep. Christina's in the house. And we're very excited to be here. How are you guys doing? Great. Doing good. I just had this new snack bar called <laughs> No Cow Bar. No Cow. Vegan. Yeah, there's no, no cow in it. There's no dairy and no gluten. It was good, but it tasted really powdery, so my mouth is a little... Oh, that sound. (laughs) The worst 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 sound. Drink lots of water. Awesome. Well, anyhow, guys, thanks for coming back. Love hanging out with you and talking about lashes and about our industry. Today, we're going to hit a topic that I think is hopefully very relevant to everyone, because I think all of us know what this feels like, to deal with a difficult client. That's something that just comes with the business. It's one of the things that you just have to work through and find a way to make it work. Also, we want to talk about a second topic would be difficulties with clients because things happen in the room, but it's not really the client's fault. The client's not trying to be difficult, but something may happen in the room that will make things kind of all of a sudden a little awkward or difficult for you as you're trying to get the job done. So we're going to start off with that. And uh, Tusney, why don't you uh, take the floor? How to deal with difficult clients. Uh, One of the first thing that comes to mind is somebody who may be a little bit passive aggressive. While they may say things, oh, it's so good to see you and very pleasant on the outside. You know, every other thing that they're saying is kind of a jab. You know, um, we've got somebody that comes in and is like, oh, it's good to see you. But you know what? Last time... Uh, last time I wasn't so happy and they were glued to the skin and can you not do that? That's time. Cause I went to someplace else and they took a look and they said that they were all glued to the skin and, but you're so great. Everything's great. You know, or you address that and you explain, well, um, we really don't get on the skin. You might've thought that, or, or what, what are some of the reasons why you thought that? Well, cause I went somewhere place else and you know, um, they said that. Uh, well, you might explain our process is a little bit different. It, it can be interpreted that way, but I'm going to make sure we don't do that this time and paying close attention to it. But then the next time they come in there, it's something else. Maybe they're bad mouthing or talking badly about somebody else. And it's always kind of difficult to deal with somebody who's a little bit passive aggressive and keep your cool. Mm-hmm. I guess what underlines all these topics that we're going to talk about is how to be professional, even when you don't feel like it, or when somebody's really pressing your buttons. We have a sign in our back room and it says, we are in the people pleasing business, find ways of saying yes. And that's kind of my mantra when I get to a place where I'm kind of irritated by somebody, you know, maybe through no fault of their own, or maybe they generally are irritating. Instead of giving into it, I think, what is my higher calling? It is to be a people-pleasing place. Is there something that we can do to say yes to this person? Identify what it is that they're upset about and move on. But sometimes it takes a little bit more pep or a little bit more self-encouragement. And we're going to talk more about those things. But sometimes they're not even upset. That's just who they are. And they're like, oh my God, you know what? Last time everything was perfect. 
except this was awful. And you're like, okay, well, how can I fix it? And they're just like, you know, I know it wasn't you because you're perfect. It had to be my eyelashes. <laughs> and I was like, well, what do you see? And she couldn't tell me what she saw, but it was just wrong. But I'm always right. And I was like, you know, maybe you might want to try another girl. Like maybe mm-hmm. she can figure out what I'm missing. She's like, no, 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 I'll never see anybody else. But it was just wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how do you deal with her? What what do you how do you respond to her? Actually, I just say, okay, let's try something else. And then the funny thing is, I'll say, let's try something else. And she's like, no, 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 everything was perfect. I just wish this would have been different. (laughs) Well, so let's do something else. No, 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 no. I want you to do exactly the same thing. I'm like, okay, great. Mm -hmm. And then I just do the exact same thing. Mm So for some people, I think they just, like you said, I think they're always going to find something negative. They're going to be generally down. They're not going to be happy. The funny thing I always tell Tuss is like, you know, we have a few of these clients. They've been coming for years, there, seven, eight, nine years. There's a couple that kind of get under my skin, I do confess. And I said, you know what, I just, in private conversations to Paul, I'll say, you know, I just don't think that's the right salon. I just can't stand that they're complaining all the time. They're complaining. Can't we just release them and encourage them maybe to go to another salon where they will be happy. Mm-hmm. And his answer to me is always, well, they've been paying you for seven years. So they <laughs> actually might like what you do. Yeah. They just tend to be negative. That's yeah. just the way they're wired. And so it's okay. As long as you know that, and they just keep paying over and as long as they're not abusive, we don't accept you. So if they no. diminish you or any of our staff, that's a line. If they do that, we will draw on the sand so you don't do that. But if they're just like, oh, my lashes didn't last, or I don't like the style, or I don't like this. But you know, they're back four weeks later doing the same thing again. After a while, you just kind of ignore that. And you just say, yeah. you know what? They just complain. But also Tess has her own price level as the owner and the longest lashing person. She has her own price level. So somebody's going to come in to you month after month and complain and spend <laughs> sometimes over $200 for their service. Yeah. You can get much cheaper lashes someplace else you might like more, but obviously they really do like you and your work. I guess for me, it's understanding that sometimes people are just wired that way Mm -hmm. and that's okay for them. And for me, if they keep coming back and, you know, just not to take it so personally and just roll with it. Well, I think with both of your examples, it's a similar situation where it's not just remaining professional that you guys are both great at, but you... You don't get defensive. Mm -mm. And I think that's the key for both of those examples is and why they keep coming back after seven years, because you're gracious and you're professional, but you don't say, oh, well, maybe you did this or, oh, well, maybe, you know, whatever the excuse is, we Mm -hmm. don't make excuses. Mm -hmm. And I mean, almost any example and story we'll talk about today is we don't do that. We don't go on the defense right away. We've even coached some of our other fellow stylists through situations where they'll tell us a story and we go, okay, you know, she didn't respond to that very well because it sounds like you got a little defensive and how we, let's figure out how to approach that better next time. That's right. It is a big paradigm shift of how you think. One of the things that we talk about when we're interviewing is that we don't blame clients. We don't call people crazy. Now, I think there is a statistic that 2% of the population is verifiable crazy, but that's something we don't actually... Talk about actually, we, yeah, but we've tested it and it's actually true. It is true. Okay, but <laughs> we see our, a lot of clients and some of them are. Okay, but here's the thing: our first default is not to say they're crazy, yeah. and the right. reason why is because if you do, if you say, "Oh, it's just that person," then it removes 
you from the equation to mm-hmm. try to figure out what the problem is. So the other sign that's in the break room, which is my favorite sign, and I probably have mentioned it already. If not, I'm going to mention it again. It's a quote by Bill Gates. And what does it say? Our most unhappy customers are our greatest source of learning. So if we call somebody crazy because they're not happy with the service or whatever it is, we're losing the opportunity to grow from that because it might be something that we could really grow from. And the thing is, is if we don't learn from it, we're still going to be haunted by that person. They're just going to have a different face and a different name when they come in. Mm-hmm. We have to learn how to deal with those things. And one of them is that mindset of saying, well, let's take a look. What is it that yeah. you know, they're saying? And learning how to control your tone is right. big. Like if they say something and you go, oh, well, I guess I see what you're saying, but let's just see how we can fix it. That still ends on a positive note, but the way they hear that is like, it's just not overall positive. So learning how to control your tone and the word choice, I think is another. Mm -hmm. And your facial expression. So you just don't appear defensive. It's going to be, your answer should be, tell me more, Mm -hmm. tell me more. Okay. Well, and then to validate, I, what I hear what you're saying is this, and we're going to do this. What's really interesting about your statement right now is that you're saying and what your facial expression is. And really for us as lash people, most of the time, if this conversation continues after the initial consultation, their eyes are closed. So they really only hear our voice inflection Mm -hmm. and take that probably sometimes wrong. Like I have the, I don't know. What if it's it's a curse, but also I guess a blessing of a light voice. So people don't think I'm serious when I'm literally being really serious, and sometimes it's mean, and and they just think like it's funny, like <laughs> you're, you're so funny, Christina. So my voice can get a charm. lot with a lot more mm-hmm. than maybe somebody like Erica could, where I'd be like, well, just tell her what you think, and she's like, oh, I can't do that because. <laughs> so when your eyes are closed, you have to pay attention to. Not only what you're saying, but how you're saying it. Yeah, the the inflection. mm -hmm. That's right. So sometimes we have a client that moves during the appointment. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have guests that might have like a restless leg syndrome or they always are. (laughs) They clap with their feet. I had somebody who had clapping feet. Literally, she would clap her feet the entire (laughs) session. Or just rub them together. You know, it's like that comforting thing you do before Mm -hmm. you go to sleep for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. My favorite though are like yoga poses because they're stretching. Yeah. (laughs) They'll do like yoga poses. Yeah, people do yoga poses. And I had LASIK surgery um, several years ago, and they counseled me right before I went in and to have the procedure is the nurse comes out and says, uh, it's really important that you not move your legs because any movement from your legs or your feet travels up to the body and, and your eyes will move. And I was just thinking, it's so true, any movement that they do. So if they're restless and they're moving around a lot, sometimes it's a clue that they might need to use the ladies' room mm-hmm. um, or they're not comfortable or something like that. So just even a, a quick question. Do you, you need to use the ladies' room? Um, it's In my experience, it's better to get that out of the way. Even though it is an interruption in the service, it's going to make the rest of the service go so much smoother mm-hmm. if they're able to fix that or get the wiggles out. Sometimes people just need to sit up and even walk around just a little bit, have a drink of water just so that they can kind of focus. And it's also a clue to explain to them, uh, oh, you know, is everything okay? I see you're a little wiggly today. 
It's just that it is interrupting a little bit of the service. So if you'd like, we can have you sit up, go to the restroom right now, just so that they're kind of clued in that their movement is affecting their service. Right. And I think whenever I have a new client for the first time, if it's a full set, especially if it's a full set, they've never seen us before. That's something I say right off the bat because you just kind of nip it in the bud where Mm -hmm. you go. Something to keep in mind is even the tiniest little movements of rubbing your feet together, it moves your lashes and it's going to slow me down. It's not going to make me mess up, but you know, it will slow me down. And so I've found when I say that right away, it's really, Mm -hmm. it's really helpful. And then with what you're saying too, we offer, I think we've already talked about this, but we offer headphones Mm -hmm. so they can listen to music or podcasts or an audio book. And that for people where they don't have to use the restroom, they're not uncomfortable. They just are restless. That helps calm them down. It's fantastic because sometimes they're so thinking about the service that it kind of makes them blink their eyes or, you know, twitch a little bit because they're so focused on the sensations of Mm -hmm. what you're doing. And it it may be new for them that they may not be even aware that they are blinking. What do you do when you've got somebody that's like blinky, blinky, blinky when you're trying to work? When they're blinky, I will actually tell them to say the ABCs in their head because it's such a mundane task. Mm -hmm. I can't even do it backwards because I would twitch more. Um, (laughs) But it's such a mundane task that it just takes their head out of whatever it is they're in. Because a lot of the times you can feel that they're thinking and it's like, Mm. what are you thinking about? And they're like, how did you know I was thinking? I'm like, I'm, you know. You can see it. You can see it. You can actually feel them thinking. So I just tell them, you know, just it's your time. Calm down. Relax. If you feel yourself twitching, and they apologize a lot because they don't want to twitch, I'll tell them, just say your ABCs. And sometimes they say them out loud. I'm like, oh, you could do that in your head. (laughs) Um, But it usually calms them down. Mm -hmm. The harder one is if their eyes twitch in their sleep. Mm. Yes. And then with the sleep, there are, are some people, depending on body size, is that sometimes people, will, their chest will rise and fall as mm-hmm. they're sleeping there. And it's almost like a rhythmic, it's like, and in those situations, like you said, you just have to work with it. It's almost mm-hmm. like working with the rhythm. It's like a timing. You kind of go up and down. It, it does take a little bit more focus and it mm-hmm. does take a little bit more uh, patience and professionalism to get through that. That uh, reminds me, though, of when people, I think we may have said this last time, but when they sleep and their exhale hits you <laughs> and you have to work in the rhythm of, oh, oh. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Dodging Trying to breath. dodge the air, the breath. Coming um, in for another lash. Some things that are helpful with with the twitching, too, is that if you haven't offered the, the headphones to do that at that time, but you know how when you have a baby and you want to get the baby to, to calm down, you swaddle them kind of mm-hmm. tightly? Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing, too, with the lashes. If you get a towel and put it over the head. I know that there was a way that you were draping it, Christina, that was like an Egyptian kind of. It was of. the other Chris. It was Chris. Oh, yeah. Okay. She, like, covers your ears, too, with it. So she puts it over your forehead and kind of tucks it over your ears. It's such a snuggly feeling. Oh, my gosh. It's like you know, brings us all back to the womb. I yeah. think. It's like being in a cocoon. So that's helpful too, that once they're able to kind of go to sleep and. You know, also sometimes I'm just like, are you okay? And then I know you like to work quietly. I am actually okay either way. Yeah. And But for me, if I speak to her and she calms down, that's almost like her release. So it gets me, I'm able to yeah. work a lot easier, more and effective. Sometimes people don't say anything until you ask mm-hmm. and then they'll go, oh, the tape's bugging me in my right eye. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. 
So it's kind of a good clue. Like if somebody's Mm -hmm. fussing around a little bit and it's becoming a hindrance for you, check in with them. You know, especially like if they're expecting and visibly expecting. If a woman is lying on her back too long, it can press on that vena cava Mm -hmm. uh, nerve there and it can cause some dizziness. So you definitely want to check in with them or, you know, maybe they got that restless leg thing, whatever. But it might be an opportunity to say, hey, something's in my eye or... Well, also sometimes in our lobby, we have candies or we have whatever for them to snack on and they come back and they open up their bag of nuts and they think they're going to like eat during your appointment. And you're like, I'm really sorry, but when you chew, it moves your temples and my hands go everywhere. And then they're like, well, but I'm really hungry. I'm like, okay, we'll have a couple bites and then we got to get this done. Like, well, I want to eat. And I'm like, well, that's great, but that's going to take your lashing time. You know, what do you want? If you present it to them and you give them them the option. Mm -hmm. For example, sometimes people will be talking on the phone a lot. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm at the point where it it doesn't really bother me, but Mm -hmm. I know that it can be, especially if they're a mover and they're moving along. They're saying, can you get this out of my purse? And can you read what's on the phone? I know that some stylists can get really irritated with that. Somebody had me transfer money in her bank. No way. I'm not kidding. She's like, oh my God, I just remember. And she does this. She does something to me every time. But the most fascinating one was she had me transfer money money from one account to another. That's Funny. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't no, no, that's yeah. perfect. Wow. That, that, is, that is perfect. Yeah, people are saying, oh, can you scroll down my list of uh, podcasts and can you put this yeah. one on? And the way I handle it is like, I'm so happy to do that for you. I just want to let you know that this is taking away from your lashing time. So if you want me to do something, let's get it done now. If you want during the appointment, if you still have to do that, that's fine. You might need to come in for a touch up or a 30 minute appointment, you know, or come in sooner. As long as you are putting the expectations out there, then you give them the choice on what it, what it is that, you know, you want them, mm-hmm. they, they can choose. Do they want to do their banking at this point or do they want the nice lashes? So it also absolves you from them, you know, getting up from the table and being like, my lashes aren't full. You know, they're not full enough. What happened? Why? I had to like answer your phone and put it on speakerphone six times. <laughs> That's right. Well, actually the girl who had <laughs> me do that, you know, when she does come back, she is that person who's like, I really loved them, but, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you have to make up your mind. Either we're doing your banking or we're doing your lashes. That's right. She's like, and this is something I was going to jump in that's important with the front desk since I cover that part of the world is when you do have something like that, I always tell the staff, tell the front desk so that we can put that in the notes because more times than not, those are the times the client's calls like a week later. Oh, my lashes are not even. They're not looking good. And I look in the notes and go, oh, yeah, that's because you took a half hour break to take a phone call. You brought a dog with you. You were chewing gum the whole appointment. Or you it's, came late and then used the ladies' room so we didn't get started till 15 minutes yeah. later. Yeah, and then you had to leave early or something. So we tried to make sure that's in the notes. Right. Not that we never want to argue with the guests. That's yeah. not our goal. It's like, oh, well, we got you because you did this. At least gives me some context so I know how far I need to bend to take care of them. Yeah. It's not about blaming, but about educating. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't point the finger and shake mm-hmm. it at them and say, yeah. well, you know, you can't do this in your appointment. It's really to go, here's why we would prefer yeah. that this doesn't happen. Yeah. And then we can avoid phone calls where you're feeling like your lashes aren't perfect. It's like yeah. managing expectations. Yeah. It's just putting out the consequence out there and letting them choose. And what we would do in that case, because if it's the first time that happens, we will get them in for a free touch-up. Even though it wasn't our fault, we always try to take the high road. We'll get them in, do a touch-up, 
But again, we'll remind them and educate them. Just so you know, in the future, when you come in, be on time or don't talk on the phone the whole time. Some guests, you'll just say that forever and <laughs> just yeah, keep doing what they want to do. Some don't care. Some yeah. Aren't, yeah. really aren't that picky. And, They're not. And like, if they aren't, then that's fine. But for the ones that want the free touch-ups, we only do it once. Yeah. And then in the future, if they do it again, we say, you know what? I'm sorry, but this time, if you want to come in to get some more work done, we are going to charge you for this next appointment. That way, it does put a boundary there because we've seen certain clients who just want to get free touch-up every week after the first appointment. That's There's just something, though, that I feel like maybe we haven't touched on as a as a company yet, and it's kind of one of the, it's one of the reasons that I, I liked you guys as a company when I interviewed with you. And it was like your goal at the time, and we were nothing close to it, but your goal at the time was to be the Nordstrom of Mm -hmm. lashes. And at the time, little did I know, (laughs) we were really far from that. Um, Kmart. (laughs) Kmart (laughs) Kmart of lashes. So, you know, so for people listening that don't know that, they're like, what do you mean a touch up? What do you mean free? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't give away time for free. But part of Integrity Lash being professional is that when a guest has something that they come to the front desk, the front desk is going to figure out how much kindness do we extend to that person? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you, she was on time. You know, she, everything went the way it should. She's never done this before. By the book, mm-hmm. everything was perfect. What's happening? So it's not like we're looking for to blame anybody, mm-hmm. but it's just how can we best help our guests and make it, you know, because we are a high-end salon. Like, so we want these people to be happy and spread that word, not, mm-hmm. you know, a bad Yelp review or whatever. So I think it's important that we touch on, we do offer free touch-ups within the first week for unhappiness. But when some of that is because of the guest, she was late, she got in a car accident, whatever it was, we do, you know, kind of say, okay, we're going to extend that to you now, but let's just not make this a recurring factor. And just so everyone knows about Nordstrom, if you don't already know, you can like buy a dress, go to your prom like I did, and then More return address. it. The, return it, yeah. Return Dude. it on Monday and say, no, I, it wasn't for me. And Nordstrom will happily return it, refund your money, and move forward. And that's such a unique quality about the company that we always loved. And that's how we want to treat our clients and our guests because mm-hmm. we don't want to be in arguments. We won't be fighting. Right. And it's not, I think, in the bigger picture, it, it doesn't, you don't win as a company. You might win for that day. And you, oh yeah, that battle. I, you know, I got her, I caught her, and we made fifty bucks or a hundred bucks, and we charged her. Da 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 da. But more than likely, that client is going to go somewhere else because they don't feel loved, they don't feel important. And one of the reasons why is we're always busy. I tell our staff is because we care, and caring at the heart is what we're about. And if you really love and care for your clients they're going to come and stay and love you. But when they feel like you're nickel and diming them and trying to get back at them or blaming them for bad lashes, it's all your fault. You slept on your lashes wrong. This doesn't rub off well. And the clients will eventually get the message that you don't really care about them. That's also not to say, though, that I haven't been upset with the front desk for doing something when I'm like, no, she didn't deserve that. Uh, yes. And the desk is like, but I'm between you guys and them. And, yeah. I ha- and I'm like, I think it happened before where the staff is like, wait, that's too much. Yeah. Right. But really, at the end of the day, we're here to serve the guest. And That's right. See, like, I would rather err on the side of losing money or being cheated. Not that I want to be cheated, but I'd rather our DNA be generous and believing in people and wanting to create something special. 
Uh, that generosity, that belief in other people, it takes something. Mm-hmm. It requires that from us. And I'd rather be that kind of person, that kind of company. It does mean that every now and then we are going to get, you know, bamboozled. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it does mean that we have wonderful relationships with a loyal clientele. That's how you build that following. It's that trust. It's it's not transactional, it's relational. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're looking for. I think it's easier to, you know, take care of and maintain the clients that you have than try to find new ones. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. So. It is much more expensive to find new clients than to maintain or, or retain clients. One of the things that we do that really serves our guests, and also this is really for new people who don't know us, we guarantee our work. And you see a lot of that word thrown around a lot. Oh, we guarantee our work. But then you start looking into the fine print and there's no teeth to that. Guaranteeing doesn't mean much unless you put some consequences. So for us, we say that if you're not happy with your lashes and we can't fix it, we do want one chance to try to fix it. Mm-hmm. We will refund your money. This is a luxury service. We don't want you paying for a high-end luxury service that you hate. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. wrong. I, I really mean, if think you that think is. about it like uh, yourself as a consumer, it's like you're spending your hard on money. You have expectations, especially if it's a high-end service. You want it to be amazing. And, and the thing is, is that we're human, and sometimes we miss the mark. What do you do for your guests when you do miss the mark? I mean, you have to be generous. Yeah. We just had somebody, actually, she, beautiful set of lashes. I mean, they were gorgeous. they were gorgeous. One of the other gals did the lashes, and she's a newer girl to our team, so she was so upset that she was upset. And and I told her, I said, you know, your actual work was amazing. It just wasn't the look she was going for. She gave her a CC up to 13, and the girl really wanted a longer, straighter lash. Like a C16. Like a C18 is actually what ended up on her eyes, and she has giant lashes. Let me just, before we get all the backlash, she has huge natural lashes. Like they were like 15, her natural yeah. lash. So they could handle that. Um, but it was, you know, our team member was so distraught that she hadn't created the perfect lash. And then our guest actually was so distraught that she made the other girl feel bad because she knew it. Um, but and she was very reluctant to actually tell us what the problem was because right. she didn't want her to get in trouble. And mm-hmm. she was like, so what she presented with was, oh, they're really uncomfortable. Can we just remove them. So it took a little sleuthing. I came into the room and I said, let's take a look at those bonds. Let's make sure that they're proper, Mm -hmm. that they aren't uh, causing you pain. And I took a look at them and they were just drop dead gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And I handed her the mirror and I said, look, this is beautiful work. And I showed her, I said, there's, it's not touching your skin. It's great. I kind of asked another question, like, is this the look that you want? And then it was like, well, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. I said, that's okay. And I explained a little bit of our DNA. We are a luxury service. We want you to be happy. So if you're not happy, we can't take your money. Let us know what's right for you and we'll fix it. Mm -hmm. And at that point she was like, well, you know what? It's not exactly as long as I want. And she was so apologetic, but it was like, it took her, you know, us to educate her a little bit. It's okay. You know, and she did come back, I think twice even just to get them fixed. And she was really happy on the way out. But just giving her the permission to say, it's okay to say I want something different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a problem that we can fix. Mm-hmm. It actually kind of leads us into the next question. Like, how do we handle a client who asks for something that they shouldn't get or, or can't possibly achieve? Somebody who has uh, lashes that I call like cobweb lashes, really shallow in the follicle. Very, very, I mean, less than a millimeter just, but they want big Kim Kardashian lashes. How do we handle that? 
Like, just say no. How about from the front desk? <laughs> <laughs> what happens at the front desk if this is a new person and saying, hey, I, I really want really big lashes. I've not been happy with the places I've gone before. Give me big, big lashes. Yes. I mean, at the front desk, we do a little um, vetting, I guess, of our guests before they come in. We'd like to ask questions, make sure that we can provide the look they're going for, because we are a classics-only salon. Uh, there are people who do once in a while come who want the volume, who are, want Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. And we do let them know up front, like, we don't do volume, and we're not going to do Kim Kardashian. Now, we can do lashes that have impact. We'll do 150-plus per eye. So that's a lot in the classic mode. But at the same time, if you're looking for something that's super over over the top that looks like you have mega strips on we'll say i don't think we're the right place for you and we'll just refer them to another salon yeah. because i want them to be happy i don't want i'm not looking to just take their money i, I yeah. think it's we're about serving the guests and if i can point them in the right direction where they're going to be happy then great now that rarely happens by the way usually once you start talking about what we do they go well no 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 i've seen your photos and that's mm-hmm. the look i want mm-hmm. i'm like okay well then what you're saying i just want to make sure you're saying you want Kim Kardashian, but we don't do Kim Kardashian, but you saw our website or you saw our social media and you're really good with that. That we can do. As long as you're happy with that, we're on the same page and we can make this a reality. Mm-hmm. So if, if somebody comes in and, and they say, I, I really, really want as long as, as possible and really, really thick, and you're looking at the lashes and you think, I don't think this is, would be a good match. The way that I handle it is just having that conversation and explaining what I'll do is take a picture of their lashes and show them and say, this is what your follicles look like. If I put this length or this thickness on that follicle there, chances are it's going to pull it out. The thing is, is that it's not a permanent damage if it's prematurely pulled out. It's just going to take longer to regenerate. It will regenerate, but you're going to be without that lash for a while. Is that something that you're okay with? I I don't, you know, I would suggest not and, and give them an alternate suggestion, but sometimes it's as blunt as that. I can do that for you, but this is what's going to happen. The next time that you come in, we are not going to have as much to do. They are going to be sparser the next time. So sometimes as a rule of thumb, I will say, if they have that kind of lash and that kind of anatomy, I will say we can push it once out of every three months, okay? But you have to know that the next time you, you come in, if we pushed it, your lashes are going to be a little bit more sparse. Not that it's a permanent fallout, but that it's going to take a little bit of time. And as long as they know that they're, they're fine with that. But you again, it's like you give them that choice. You explain the consequences, give them the choice, and tell them what you can do instead. But then the important part to remember, though, is once we note that in notes, when they come back and they're like, you know, you guys say it goes four weeks. And we say, yeah, we do. But remember, we we talked about this and you asked for those bigger lashes and I'm happy to give them to you. But this is exactly what was I told you would happen. That's right. And you handle it professionally and not be like, well, I told you. But, mm-hmm. you know, just let them know Would now that you've seen it are you okay with this? Because if yeah. you are, then we can do it again, but you need to come in sooner. You need to plan for that. You might want to get on a lash serum. You there might is, want to have a longer appointment. Right. Mm-hmm. So you need to build in for that and then make that their decision. And also when you walk them out, if they decide, no, I have to have these big lashes, let the front desk know. I'm suggesting a two-hour appointment. I'm suggesting she does two and a half to three weeks. And I'm also suggesting the serum mm-hmm. because she needs you know, this extra care. And Mm -hmm. so that way it's, you know, it's sad and it's not just like, okay, bye, I'll see you later. And then she books an hour in six weeks. It's not going to, it's not not going to work. Right. 
Another thing is, you know, always saying longer lashes are a little bit more high maintenance. So Mm -hmm. sometimes people will come in and they'll say, oh, let's push it this time. Let's go a little bit longer. And they might mention when they come in the next appointment, you know, they just didn't last as long. Yeah, I know. It's kind of a bummer when they're a little bit longer. It's a little bit more high maintenance. I know that you're not happy that the corners came off. Would you like me to go shorter on the corners? No, no. No, no, don't don't take away don't the link. Okay, so what I'm going to suggest is that you come in a little sooner. Mm-hmm. You book a little bit more time, and again, make sure that is noted in the notes or that the front desk. If you're doing it yourself, you know, make notes for yourself. If you're working with somebody else, make sure that that gets put in because sometimes you just you want to cover your bases. Well, we and... share clients. One of the things that we try to really we're really proud of in our salon is that a guest can see anyone. We're open very long hours from like seven in the morning to like eleven o'clock at night a lot of nights, and because of that, it, it's really flexible for the client to come when they want and what's best for them. So the note taking is so important. Maybe one time we can talk about note taking and how we do that because I think that would be a really helpful benefit for anyone who's sharing clients in a salon. Maybe you have two of you working together. Well, you really should communicate and have some sort of system in place so that if you have to jump in and take care of them, you have a similar experience. One thing we've also talked about doing, which we don't, and one day we might do this, is actually have a waiver. Like if they come in and they're like, they want Kim Kardashian, you're like, okay, but that's not how your eyes work. And they're like, no, 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 I swear to God, that's what I want. And you you don't fight them, but you find, you know what, I'm going to give you what you want because that's what we're about. But I want you to sign this waiver that's almost like I understand. you understand that this is not going to last long and that you'll make your lashes fall out a little prematurely. And And you might be a little sparse. Yeah, it might be sparse. So the next time they come back, go, you know what, my lashes sucked. And you're like, it's funny because you kind of went in knowing that. We've never done that because, again, it almost feels a little contentious. Combative. Combative. But at the same time, it's something we've talked about. It might be appropriate just if we can find a way to do it in a professional way, just as a reminder, because oftentimes they forget. You have these conversations with people, and sometimes people just want to hear what they want to hear, and and not because they're trying to be obstinate, but they just doesn't sink in. You know, as an example... I went to the eye doctor the other day and she was just talking at me and I looked at her and I said, I don't know what you're saying. Just tell me what I'm supposed to do with the contacts because I literally can't hear what you're saying. And I think that that sometimes mm-hmm. that's what happens to them when they walk into our salon, you know, like it's a weird environment. You've never laid down for three hours or two hours with your eyes shut and you're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. just my end goal. Like my end goal was seen and I was like, I can't see right now. Just make me see. I'll do whatever you want. So I think the same thing is true for them. It's not that they don't want to hear us they just can't because they're just yeah. like this is what i came in for just make that happen yeah um how about the client who's late how do you deal with the late client i think the the key phrase we always say is we will give you as many lashes as we can in the time that we have mm-hmm. and it kind of reminds them oh i cut time out because mm-hmm. i was late that's right. a lot of times it isn't their fault and they're very understanding and yeah. you know like random accident or something but then especially the ones who are like the chronic late arrivals saying that every time like oh, okay i'll do as much as i can in the time we have left it's a polite way of saying mm-hmm. like you're not gonna be as full as you usually are that's we right. don't we don't say you're late either right we right call them if, out you, like if you say you're late it's defensive and it, yeah. they already know that they're late and I think the most gracious thing that we can do is you have to act like it does not bother you. And honestly, Mm -hmm. it's their lashes. The consequence for us is that we have to work harder in the time that we have to make sure that they can walk out the door, at least being even. So that's a little bit of a burden on us, but it really is their appointment. They've chosen to use it that way. 
you know, be late. But it's so important that we not get into that contentious fight with them, but just as sweet as pie, you know, with the time that we have, we're going to, I'm going to do the best that we can with the time that we have. So then if you say that on the front end and then comes to the end and they look at the mirror and they go, Oh, they're not as full. Hmm. What do you say to that? Yeah. You know what I suggest is why don't you come in for a 30 minute appointment in about 10 days? Or if you can't stand what it is, we'll go up to the front and see if we can get something a little bit sooner. Or you might just want to come in a week sooner than your next appointment. That's what I say. So, but you give them those, those choices. And then if you've had that conversation on the front end, they're like, oh, I get it. If you didn't have that conversation, they feel a little bit cheated. Mm-hmm. Well, also, you know, just the words are nice, but then like when you sit and you look at the amount of work you have to do, like typically we remove anything that's grown out half a millimeter or more mm-hmm. or sitting to the side. So now in that situation, once I get her taped up, I'm looking and I'm not going to remove first. Yeah. I fill in first and the mm-hmm. things that absolutely have to come off, those come off, but I will make that skeleton and then fill in mm-hmm. just because I know uh, Paul laughs because he says I'm pragmatic in that I will make it happen. So I will set up the skeleton and make sure that it's going to look good, mm-hmm. but then I'll do the meat of it and get in there. And so if work. we don't remove as much, what happens is those ones that have been on are the first ones to shed. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes the first complaint that the front desk will get is oh, they didn't last. They're just coming out. Mm-hmm. And if we have gone up to the front desk and explained that as they're talking to the client over the phone, they'll say, yeah, it looks like I remember you came in 20 minutes past the appointment. So because of that, they're not able to remove as much. Mm -hmm. So just like Eric suggested, why don't you come in? um, We can book you for a touch-up at this point. It's going to cost as much money just to make sure that that, it's not a free appointment. And um, usually that works. And when you hold people accountable often uh, on people that can learn from that, they will come in sooner. If they know that they're not going to be able to come in late and you just work through it. I've also started for people, because um, we have our appointments go in, what is it, 30, an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Mm-hmm. So those people that I know... For our I fills. Can, for our yeah. fills. Yeah. So for those people that I know I can get done in an hour and a half who are constantly late, I'm like, why don't you just book the two-hour appointment and give yourself that grace period and <laughs> yeah. you don't have to come back. And we have a few who do that. They're like, yes. yeah, I got two hours then. I'll be 45 minutes late. Then it's not a big deal. Yeah. That's a good one too. Yeah. One of the things that I see often online, social media... I will see a person post online like, hey, if you're more than 15 minutes late, I cancel your appointment and I leave. In fact, I've seen people post on Yelp complaints saying, I was 15, 20 minutes late and I got there and the person had already left the salon or their place and I texted them say, hey, you were late, so I left. And I understand that people are trying to have boundaries and such, and I get that. But at the same time, we're in the people-pleasing business, and I just don't understand why you would do that because I'm sure you, you, that person will not be coming back most likely. I mean, the, right. unless they're gluttons for punishment. But the truth is, while having boundaries is good, you can still do their lashes. You just give them less time. And I think that's better for you because you build that bond and you just let them know, you educate them, you help them understand what's going on so they're not late in the future. But you don't like close up the shop, walk out and go get a coffee because the client's 15 minutes late. It's still a time, an opportunity for you to shine and 
connect with them in a great way. You don't have to show your anger about that, but you want to get them in so that they have a positive experience. I think we were listening to a, a show that said somebody has to come like three times for it to become like a regular thing. In the I, restaurant world, it takes restaurant. three exposures for them to become like a permanent client who will come on a regular basis. Or sees themselves as a permanent client. Yeah. So even if they're late... Let them come in. This is your commercial time. It's your time to shine. Mm -hmm. Get them in. Get them in that habit. And again, remember, it is easier to keep a client than to get a new one. You know, if you let that one go because you're irritated, you have to work twice as hard to get somebody new in that chair. Mm -hmm. Um, Other things that we wanted to talk about. We might come back to this okay. and talk about more because I realize there's a lot of topics here uh, talking about with difficulties with clients and difficult clients is what if someone is rude or crude or just not really, you know, kind of is pushing that boundary, not really being respectful of you maybe and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, or of the salon, maybe they're bad at seeing other staff members they've seen. How do you deal with that? Very carefully. Yeah. <laughs> That's the answer. We had a gal one time who was nice, you know, but then she'd get in the room and she had a real foul mouth and was really liberal with quite racist things to say that were very offensive, not knowing she was offending the people that are taking care of her. I've had people like that too. And what I try to do is because oftentimes they're completely unaware. I'm actually half Asian, uh, but a lot of people can't tell that. So I've had people say things about, you know, Asian drivers, that kind of stuff. And they're relating to me as a friend and they think I'm a friend. And so I don't want to come to them and say, I can't believe that you've said something so horrible. Get out of here. I mean, they'd be mortified. So what I tend to do is I tend to pause for a second if they've said something really horrible. And I put my hand right on their shoulder and I say, you know, I love you. But I have to tell you that when you say things like that, it hurts my heart. (laughs) So I know you don't mean it that way. Wink, wink. You're giving the benefit of the doubt. You're giving them an out. I know you don't mean it that way. It just, it's really hard for me to hear that. And usually at that time, you've given them enough grace for them to be like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I just you know whatever they'll give you whatever excuse, but it's kind of putting a boundary out there in a safe way to say I don't really want to hear that negative stuff, you know. So that's worked with me. I kind of learned that from an opportunity another lifetime ago. I was a property manager and. We had a situation where there were like feral cats in the backyard that were wailing and howling. It sounded like babies being murdered, right? And I looked and I realized that our sweet little old lady was feeding these cats food every day. And while it was an act of compassion, what was happening was all these cats were breeding. There was all these kittens out there. And I was like, oh, no. So I had to go chop the cats. And I found out if you take them and they're kittens, they can adopt them out, you know, if they're young enough. But I had to talk to her about the situation. And I, I went up to her and I said, I love that you are so compassionate. But I have to tell you what you're doing. It's hurting my heart. She's like, why? I said, well, because what's happening is the cats are relying on you as a source of food and they're breeding and that's creating a lot of suffering. I said, there is a program for the city that if you take the cat in, they'll fix it and they'll notch the ear so that anyone who comes back will know that that cat is being taken care of and has been fixed. So I said, let's do that. We're going to do that for this, but we can't be feeding the wild cats like this. So anyway, that was something that taught me that if you kind of come to their level and explain and identify with them and, and come into them in a gentle way, it's a little bit more 
palatable to well, get the change you want. Thanks for bringing up animals. How about mm-hmm. the dogs in the salon? Being See, that this we're is in a Pasadena. hard one for me. See, I, I know. We're, we're going to change this policy, but I am kind Tuss of... Is a I'm a dog per I like dogs, and I, I love it when they bring the dogs in. But it has caused problems because sometimes somebody will bring their big dog in. Somebody that's in the salon already is like... I am deathly allergic or I am deathly afraid. I'm going to freak out if that mm-hmm. dog comes in here. And your eyes are closed. Yeah. Is, where's that dog going? And you can hear that <laughs> click, 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 click. And, you know, that kind, of, that kind of sound. So we've had to say, you know, hey, can you bring the dog outside? And it creates problems. Also, sometimes you had a client where the, the dog relieved itself in the room. So I probably would have freaked out if that had happened to me. Well, all of a sudden, you just smelled something. And I'm not, it was a puppy. And her boyfriend actually had surprised her with this puppy. So she's like, you know, I didn't want to get charged. I needed to bring the puppy in. And so she didn't have anything for the dog yet. It was literally like in a blankie. So he was walking everywhere. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what is that? And I turned and she pee peed all over the floor. And, and then I'm like, okay, hold on. I got to go clean this because I can't let it happen. And then another time somebody came and the dog was eating our lashes. So, <laughs> and you heard the dog's name was George. And you heard the dog going, I'm like, oh my God, what's he eating? And yeah. he had a pellet. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. So, I mean, unfortunately, in the state of California, state board's rules are you're not to have animals in the salon. So we've had to make that adjustment. Um, And I know it's been harder for Tess than for me because she hasn't had anybody pee on her floor. That's that's right. But, (laughs) uh, you know, I... We need to do that. And and how we're going to do that is we're going to gently explain to people who've... We know their dogs by name. We even have water bowls for them. But we're going to have to say, we can't do this anymore. And, and here's why. So Yeah. I mean, just for legal reasons, we don't want the state board to show up and find the salon just because we like dogs. Right. And also, I think because there are clients who are allergic and there's other concerns, some people are just deathly afraid of dogs yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And they're going to see a dog in, in the lobby sitting there you know most of these dogs that come in are very small it's just not a good precedent and it's right. not serving the overall good of the guests versus just meeting that one person's needs well we did have one dog that was very cute but terribly stinky oh my goodness <laughs> it was so stinky it made everything stink and i thought oh we really can't have this actually there was also one time that we had a dog and she was a puppy but it was a doberman and at the time, the front desk girl had to sit because the Doberman was so big as a puppy. It was only a couple of weeks old, but he was so big that he was moving my guest. And I was like, I, we just can't do this. Yeah. And so then, and now actually she's really upset with me, so she won't see me anymore. But the point is that we had our front desk girl at the time come in and hold the dog and the puppy bit Oh, that's our front right. desk she girl. That's right. <laughs> and, oh. and then our guest was upset with us because we didn't care for the dog properly. So it, it made yeah. a weird kind of where even now she won't really say hi to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in this case, again, what we would do when someone comes in with their dog, we're going to go ahead and service the guest and take care of them. But we will let them know in the future. I'm sorry, but we can't have you bringing your dog with you every right, time because, right. again, we don't want to turn away the client right there, especially because a lot of people think their dogs are allowed to go with them anywhere. Yeah. Just, that's just part of their life, and they don't understand this concept that there are boundaries and health code reasons and such like that. So we just have to educate the guests and let them know so then in the future they will keep their doggy at home. 
That brings us to the next thing. It's very similar, loved one. Uh, what happens when somebody's got a child that comes in? There's there's a couple of different situations. Sometimes it's a newborn infant and the, the baby will just sleep with a chair. That's not a problem. But sometimes the baby needs care. And right on cue, when you're trying to do something nice for yourself, that's when the baby goes crazy. And it's just like crying in the song. You can't have that because of the other guests. There's been times where we've had the front desk you know, come and try to hold the baby and that kind of kind of thing or try to put the baby on the mother and they're moving around. It's just the same thing as like, you know, clapping your feet or moving your feet. It's just a lot of fussing. Like Paul said, if somebody comes in with a kid, we're going to take care of them. But if the child has special needs, once we did have somebody come in and it was a special needs child and I was up at least six or seven times during that appointment. And one time the child fell in the chair and it was like, it could have been bad, you know, And so so I explained, just like if somebody was coming late, I said, you know, I'm going to do the best that I can with the time that we have, but you may not have as full of lashes as we normally do because I've had to get up so many times. And it's just like, oh, it's fine. I'm I'm not going to bring him again, that kind of thing. I just was in a pinch. I think it's really important to be gracious. What we do is we have that Wi-Fi code. So we'll ask, you know, I'll generally ask, do you you want um, an iPad? Uh, mm-hmm. with the Wi-Fi code for for your child so that they're entertained. If the child is really young, I, we bring them into the room with them so that the front desk person isn't right. chasing after them as they're having battles with stir sticks and stuff like that <laughs> with your condiments and, and your, your, your snacks. But it's I think it's important to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, I think right now we are going to close that chapter. I think we'll have to come back to it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of good stuff there to talk about. Very excited about what we did cover. And if you obviously, if you have any questions yourself, definitely let us know. I mean, contact us through our Instagram account or Twitter. Let us know, and we would be more than glad to try to respond and help us for future podcasts. Or if you have a funny story that you think would be fun yeah. to share, yeah. I'd love oh to God, hear some more do. stories and, and how you handled we it. We can read them. On we can air. read them. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Really funny. Yeah, we'll so, uh, get Twitter or troubles Instagram. with clients mm-hmm. and make a whole. <laughs> Like but David the key Letterman is always section. remain professional. We do want to yeah. just say that. Like we yeah. think things yeah. all the time and we share them personally and privately, but we'll just edit. Actually, we'll just one of the things we do in the salon is we don't use any client's names. So that way when you are frustrated mm-hmm. and have to talk about something or ask for advice, you're not throwing a, a guest or one of our clients under the bus. You're not saying, right. well, Mrs. Jones was a total prick. You need to hear what she said. And then the next time she comes in and you get her and you're like, oh, my gosh, she's a prick. You know, So <laughs> we don't want that. So what we really try to do is just give it – what's the name we use? Ms. I just Ms. forgot. Q. Ms. Q. So Ms. Q, Q, you wouldn't believe what Miss Q just did. You can share that. You have a good laugh, but no one is being specifically made fun of. Right. And also, awesome get, we always say you get coaching that way. So if you don't know what to do, you get caught in a weird situation, that person can go to their team member and say, well, I just saw Miss Q, and this is what happened. How would you handle that? And you can get some help. Versus, and that way, it doesn't make that. If the guests, because I'm sure our guests, if they found out that we were bad-mouthing them somehow or asking questions or whatever, laughing, they'd feel horrible. And that's horrible. not really what we want to do. We're really about serving and making them feel special. So we're going to wrap up here with Lash Busters, and we're going to share another tip. 
go around with my esteemed professional team here and get some thoughts from them. I know some of them are still working on it as we're speaking. Well, I'll go there. Erica, take the floor. (laughs) So this one is great because I do help with our social media and Instagram. So we have really amazing overhead lights that we turn on when we do our lash service, but we found that they were creating shadows. So we just got one of those selfie ring lights off of Amazon. I think they're like 10 bucks mm-hmm. and we got them for the team. They're the ones that you plug in to charge. They're That's not right. battery operated and you just hook it up to your phone and then they take the best photos. So I think, you know, if you don't have one of those yet and you want to get good photos without weird shadows, it's, it's perfect. It's really great. I had one. So when we put the towel or the Kleenex on the face, we can really on the forehead, on the on forehead, the on the forehead <laughs> we can really mess up the hair. And so I, I always say, oh, we do wonders on people's hair. But um, having a little clip, like a little a baby claw clip is wonderful for some gals. What they'll do is they'll just kind of roll their bangs up in a, like a loose roll and clip mm-hmm. it. So it's not mashed right. when they wake up from the table. You, so you can put a little clip. Another little thing to have is a bouffant hairnet, you know, like the kind that when you go to Costco and you're buying the hot dog and the pizza, the guys are wearing those things. Those bouffant camps are kind of good too um, for keeping a little bit of the volume in the hair. Well, yours is sort of a twofold tip because I don't know if everybody uses a towel or a Kleenex, but some people are like germaphobes and they don't want your hands on their forehead the whole time. So just using that in general yeah. That's a great tip. Mm-hmm. Some people use the towel and some people use the Kleenex. Um, I'm a Kleenex gal. I like how thin it is. The thing is, is that that Kleenex will move all over the face and your hands will be on their forehead if you don't clip it down with a hair clip. I know some people like the towels. You, we like the towels. We love the towels. <laughs> so the only thing about that I have to say, and this is a tip too, if you use the towel on the forehead, do not swipe your tweezer on the forehead. Yeah. Don't ever do that. Swipe it on the side. And the reason why is because sometimes you can miss and sometimes for whatever reason, if you're in the habit of swiping, you can actually scratch someone's face. And I know because I've done that. So don't do that. Swipe on the side of the towel, not on the forehead ever. Good one. Um, Actually, mine is one that I think we go back to on the people who every time they come back, they're not happy or when they open their eyes, they're not happy like at the end. So I always build in like five, 10 minutes. Did we touch on that at all? No, no, this is good. good. This is a good one. I always build in like that five, 10 minutes. And at certain people I know, or I have at least five of them that I'm like, all right, I have a little bit extra time. Go ahead, check yourself out. And I don't give them the hand mirror. I have them get off the bed, look in the mirror. I have a big mirror in my Mm -hmm. room. So I have them look at that straight on every time. Can you just, there's just one right here and it's either move one or add one always. And so I build that time in for myself so that way I'm not stressed and I can. That's right. You can still And it seems like they're getting a little extra. Yes. Very good tip. Well, I'll do the front desk tip here for those of you who do have a front desk, or maybe this one I think actually applies to just anyone who's running or working and doing lashes. We have a policy for us at our salon that we don't want clients that ever have to wait past their start time. There are a lot of clients out there that seemingly don't care. They'll just come and go and you can start early, start late, whatever. 
but really you don't know always, especially if they're new. And yeah. so to assume that is dangerous because I've seen it happen where we're one minute late and that client went from being pleasant, enjoying their coffee or their food, happy, mm-hmm. to they have a, a, the scowl on their face. You can like, see the steam coming yeah, off their forehead. Because they're like, I'm paying for this time and I know you're going to finish on time and now you're cutting into my time. Okay. And rightfully so, by the way. They have every right to be upset because if you're like us, they're going to pay 100 to $200 for that fill and that's a lot of money to be paying to be cut short by five minutes. Yeah, I hate when I'm late to clients, so I will. That's when I mm-hmm. am like, I'm giving them that time at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what what I say is, it's not. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. It's not going to come out of your last time. I'm going to make sure I get you on the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You can get yeah. it on the back end, and then that calms them down quickly. Mm-hmm. And they go, okay, good, because yeah. they know that we're pretty good at being on clockwork and taking our breaks and making sure we take care of our staff. But if it's our fault, then we do that. Mm-hmm. But we just really, I think it's a bad practice to get used to just kind of taking it easy. And it's easy when you're working by yourself to just kind of let things be loosey-goosey. But I can assure you, if you're working by yourself, your clients don't see it that same way. They really want you to start when you say you're going to be. And that's having integrity in your work and everything you do. And sometimes if the client is averse to confrontation, they're not going to explain that to you because you're the sole practitioner. Mm -hmm. So they might keep it in and keep seeing you and being angry about it. Or the worst thing is not rebooking with you because they're really irritated about something and they couldn't tell you. And if they have to leave, if your appointment ends at 1230 and they have to leave and you're like, Oh, I'll give you, you know, those five extra minutes at the end. They're like, well, I, I can't, I have yeah. to leave. That's a terrible that feeling. Terrible you just want to avoid it at yeah. all costs. Exactly. And then sometimes they'd go on Yelp or Google yeah. or Facebook and give you a bad review, you know, because Which you're at that point you deserve, you deserve yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You really blew it. And it's gonna be tough to win that person back over. Lastly, we'd love to hear from you. Please follow us at Integrity Lash. Uh, there you can submit questions, suggestions for future podcasts as this grows and, and gets moving. We're going to need feedback from you guys because we're not going to have all the ideas. Yeah. And it'd be great to start hearing back from you and hear what you would like us to talk about. Mm-hmm. And eventually we're also, we will have guests at some point to get this discussion to broaden it and get other people involved. We'd love to, you know, so just... Submit questions, ideas, thoughts, whatever you, comes to your mind. That'd be great. Yeah, and you can ask questions anywhere. Just use hashtag LashCast. That's right. So if you don't like Twitter, you can ask us on Instagram, Instagram. or, yeah. you know. So that's it. Thank you, guys. Thank you for a wonderful, wonderful day. And we'll be back again in a couple of weeks. Have a great day. Happy lashing. Bye. Bye.